Vishnupad Paramahamsa Parirajikacharya Shota Shota Shishimad His Divine Grace Sheila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Goswami Maharaj Sheila Prabhupada Ki Shri Chaitanya all glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to Shishi Guru and Guranga. All glories to Shila Prabhupada. <clears throat> Jaya Jaya Shishi Tanya Jaya Nityananda. Jaya Jaya Shri Shaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vinda Jaya 
Jayadvaita Chanja Jaya Gaurabhakta Vinda Jaya Jaya Shri Shetanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Shri Shetanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vinda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vinda So reading from the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya Lila chapter 20 Lord Chaitanya instructs Sanatan Goswami beginning with text 273 Swanga Vishesha Bhashrupe Prakati Sparshan Jiva Rupa Bijatate Kaila Samarpan To impregnate the seeds of the living entities, the Lord himself does not directly touch the material energy, but his specific functional expansion, he touches the material energy, and thus the living entities, who are his parts and parcels, are impregnated into material nature. Purport by his divine grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. According to Lord Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, Mevam sho jivaloki jiva bhuta sanatanaha manasastanji injiani prakatishtani karshati. The living entities in this conditioned world are my eternal fragmental parts due to conditioned life. They're struggling very hard with the six senses, which include the mind. The word prakatisparshana is explained in the Chaitanya Charitamrita in reference to the way the living entities come in contact with dull matter. The glancing is performed by Mahavishnu. Sa aikshata lokanu shijaiti aitayara upanishad one one one. In the conditional state, condition stage, we Impregnate according to the bodily conception, that is, by sexual intercourse. But the Supreme Lord does not need sexual intercourse to impregnate. The impregnation is, is performed simply by his glance. This is also explained in the Brahma Samhita. Ananda Chinmaya Sat Ujwala Pigrahasya Govinda Madi Purusham Tamaham Bajami Govinda can impregnate simply by glancing. In other words, his eyes can work as his genitals. He does not need genitals to beget a child. Indeed, Krishna can beget any one of the living entities with any part of his body. The word Shvanga Visheshabhas Rupe indicating the form by which the Lord begets the living entities in the material world is explained here. Explained herein. Here is Lord Shiva. In the Brahma Samhita, it is stated that the Lord Shiva, that Lord Shiva, who is like another form of Mahavishnu, is like yogurt. Yogurt is nothing but milk, yet it is not milk. Similarly, Lord Shiva is considered the father of this universe, 
and the material nature is considered the mother. The father and mother are known as Lord Shiva and Goddess Durga. Together, Lord Shiva's genitals and the vagina of Goddess Durga are worshipped as Shiva Linga. This is the origin of the material creation. Thus, Shiva's position is between that of the living entity and that of the Supreme Lord. In other words, Lord Shiva is neither the Supreme Personality of Godhead nor a living entity. He is a form through which the Supreme Lord works to beget living entities within this material world. As yogurt is prepared when milk is mixed with a culture, a form of Lord Shiva expands when the Supreme Personality of Godhead is in touch with material nature. This impregnation of material nature by the Father, Lord Shiva, is wonderful because at one time the innumerable living entities are conceived. Bhago Jiva Sabhigenya Sachanyantyaya Kalpate Svetavshvatara Upanishad 5.9 These living entities are very, very small. Keshagra Shatabhagasha Shatatam Shadrishakatmaka Jiva Shukshma Sarupayam Sankhyatito Hi Chitkanaha If we divide the tip of hair into a hundred parts and then take one of these parts and then divide it again to a hundred parts, from that very fine division is a size of but one of the numerous living entities. They are called Chitkana, particles of spirit not matter. The innumerable brahmandas or universes come from the pores of the Lord's body and from and innumerable living entities also come from the pores of the transcendental body of the Lord. This is the process of material creation. But without the living entities, this material nature has no value. Both emanate from the pores of the transcendental body of Lord Mahavishnu. There are different energies. The material nature is explained as follows by Lord Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. Bumir aponalo bhayu kamana ahankara ityame bhina prakridir ashtada. Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and false ego. All these together constitute my separated material energies. Thus, the material elements also come from the body of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But they are a different type of energy from the living entities. Although the living entities come from the Lord's body, they are categorized as superior energy. Besides this inferior nature, O mighty arm Arjuna, there is another superior energy of mind, which comprises the living entities who are exploiting the resources of this material, inferior energy. The inferior energy cannot act without the superior energy. All these things are very clearly explained in the Vedas. Materialistic theory, the materialistic theory that life develops from matter is incorrect. Life and matter come from the supreme living entity. Therefore, being the source of both, that supreme living entity, Krishna, is described in the Vedanta Sutra as Janmadasya Yataha, Jamadadiasya Yataha, or the original source of everything, Sarvakaranakaranam, 
This is further explained in the following verse. So in the Bhagavad Gita chapter 9, beginning with text number 4, and it goes on to about text 10 or 11, Krishna speaks about his position as the aloof controller, that how he is managing everything, yet he is completely independent. And so he says, Maya tatham idam sarvam jagat avyakta murti namastani sarvabhutani nachaham teshtu vashita nachamastani bhutani paschime yoga maishram bhuta bhritthana chabhutasto mamatma bhuta bhavana. So he says this, by me in my unmanifested form, this entire universe is pervaded. Uh, all living entities are in me, but I am not in them. And then he, the next, Nachamatsthani Bhutani, Pashtime Ego Maishunam, Bhuta Bhitana Bhuta, Stomamata Bhuta Bhavana. And then in the next verse he says, They are not in me. And so he is speaking in the sense of, he has different hats. He has the hat of Paramatma and he has the hat of Bhagavan. And Srila Prabhupada, and then he, he gives an example. He says, Yata kashastito nityam vayur sarvata gomahan tata sarvani bhutani matstani upadharya. So he says in the verse numbers five that this is inconceivable. And then verse number six, he gives an example. So isn't that a contradiction? You say something's inconceivable, but here, let me uh, help you conceive of it. Sounds like a contradiction. And so he gives the example as the sky and are the atmosphere and the air. So the air doesn't go beyond the atmosphere. It is in that sense controlled. But the air is freely flowing through the atmosphere, independent. And he says similarly, uh, everything is under my control, but everything I have given independence also. And it's not, I'm, I'm not being affected by this exchange of control. It is, it is happening uh, automatically, but it's according to my desire or willing potency. So how is it not a contradiction? Any guess? How is it not a contradiction if he says it's inconceivable? But here's an example. So this is uh, what Vishnu Chakravati Thakur says on that verse. He says, it's like when you say um, the, the moon is by the branch. It, it's, it's not literally like the, 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 he said the example of the sky and the air is that the sky and air are not conscious entities. Yeah, they're conscious entities that control sky and air, but the sky and air itself are not conscious entities. And therefore, the aloof nature of control and independence that's between the sky and air is an example of Krishna where he is being the controller and at the same time completely aloof and detached from the situation. He said that there, if in the, in the example of living entities, there is no living entity who is controlling and detached other than Krishna. So it is a uh, a nearby comparison because 
you know, one is, if you're the only example of a living entity who is controlling and yet aloof is Krishna himself. And so Prabhupada gave a nice example of this as well. He said, he said, look at me. I'm an ordinary human being. But due to my disciples' love for me, this entire um, movement is being spread throughout the world. So Prabhupada wills it, and then his energies, the disciples, are making it happen. So similarly, living into uh, the Supreme Lord is not, uh, he's considered aloof from material nature. It is, by, it is done by his willing shakti, but there's a, there's a sense of uh, detachment there. Uh, actually, Krishna is called, uh, he is called the fourth dimension in Chaitanya Charitamrita. And the Purushas, Mahavishnu, Garbhadakshai Vishnu, Shiradakshai Vishnu, they don't come to that category because they're considered to slightly have a connection to material nature due to glancing, you know, his Mahavishnu's glancing. But Krishna is considered uh, the, the, the fourth, fourth dimension. So, so he explains how at the end of the day of Brahma, everything enters into his body, and then at the at the time of creation, then it comes out again. He said, this is happening as if automatically. It is simply maya avyakshena, by my adya, my eyes, my by my supervision it is happening. Maya avyakshena prakati suyate sacharataram hetonane na kuntaya jagat viparivatate. And then he says that he is, he is udasinad manasinam. He is just seated as if neutral. He is not. He is not um, involved in the whole situation. I found another example that Prabhupada has given somewhere. Let me see if I can find it. I don't know where I wrote it down. So we'll continue. We usually try to cover two pages. Daivat shubito dharmyanyam swam swasyam yauna parapuman adhata virasasuta mahatatvam hiranmayam. At that time beyond memory, after agitating material nature into three qualities, the Supreme Personality of God it is placed into the semen of place the semen of innumerable living entities within the womb of material nature. Thus, material nature gives gave birth to the total material energy known as Haran Maya Tattva, the original symbolic representation of the cause of manifestation. Now, if you go to, um, I think it is on Dandavats, they do a comparison between the uh, Big Bang Theory and uh, the Srimad Bhagavatam. And, of course, we hear Prabhupada is criticizing Big Bang Theory. 
But he is, he, there's, the criticism is like here they're saying that it just comes from material nature. And so there's certain, there are certain things that you find, like, uh, uh, material scientists will say there are no, there's no time. And then time makes everything, somehow time comes into existence and makes everything start to appear. And then Pradhan is, nothing is manifested. And so there's, is, uh, there's a whole bunch, they, they listed like 20 different verses and related to different theories found in material science. So Prabhupada here earlier says that they cannot create a living entity. And so you can go to, I'm sure there's some prominent universities in San Diego, scientific universities, you go there and bring in a test tube with a, a nice solution, nice saline solution where it is suitable for uh, living entities like single-celled organisms to live in, and you have you you take that with this little organism, and you give it to the scientist and say, "Hey, put an you can put a needle in this uh, organism, this you know little microbe. You can kill it, and let, let's we'll give you millions of dollars. Make another one." We're not saying, oh, just use some dry whatever chemicals. Here, take take a previously single-celled organism that is now dead and bring it. Make make any type of life with that. And they can't do it. Purport. This is from verse two seventy-four. This is a quotation from Srimad Bhagavatam three twenty-six nineteen. Lord Kapila is explaining to his mother the relationship between the Supreme Personality of Godhead and material nature. He's informing her how the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the original cause of the living entities who are conditioned by material nature. Over and above 20, the 28 elements of material creation is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the cause of all causes. Life comes not from matter, but from life itself. As explained in the Vedas, Nityo Nityanam, Chetanas Chetananam, Katha Upanishad 2.2.13. The Supreme Lord is the original source of life. Text number 275. Kalabritayatumayam mayayam gunamayam adhokshaja purushenatma bhutena in due course of time, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Maha Vaikuntanata, by the agency of an expansion of his personal self, Mahavishnu, placed the seed of the living entities within the womb of material nature. Purport. This is a quotation from the Srimad Bhagavatam 3.5.26. This verse tells how the living entities come in contact with material nature. Just as a woman cannot beget, a ch- beget children without uniting with a man, material nature cannot beget living entities without being in union with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is an unrelated point, but it's, it reminds me of Prabhupada's point about um, faking ecstasy. 
He says a, a woman can, you know, howl like she's giving birth, but if she's not pregnant, then there is no child. So similarly, one can fake spiritual ecstasy, but it doesn't mean there's any anything present there. There is a history of how the Absolute Lord becomes the Father of all living entities and every system of religion. It is accepted that God is the Supreme Father of all living entities. According to Christianity, the Supreme Father, God, provides the living entities with all life's necessities. Therefore, they pray, quote, give us this day our daily bread. End quote. Any religion that does not accept the Supreme Lord as the Absolute Father, is called Kaitava Dharma, or a cheating religion. Such religious systems are rejected in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Dharma Projita Kaitava Tra. Only an atheist does not accept the, the Omnipotent Supreme Father. If one accepts the Omnipotent Supreme Father, he abides by his orders and becomes a religious person. Tabe Mahatatva Haite Chivada Ankar Yaha Haite Dafindre Bhutere Prachar. First, the material total material energy is manifested, and from this arise three types of egoism, which are the original sources from which all demigods, controlling deities, senses and material elements expand. The three types of egotism Ahankara are technically known as Vairikaka, Vairikarika, Tejasa, and Tamasa. The Mahatattva is situated within the heart or Chitta, and the predominant deity of the Mahatattva is Lord Vasudev. Bhagavatam 3.26.21 The Mahatattva is transformed into three divisions, Varikarika, egotism and goodness, sattva ahankar, and from which is manifested the eleven sense organ, the mind, whose predominating deity is Anirudha, Bhagavatam 326, 27, and 28. Daijasa, or egotism and passion, Rajasa ahankar, from which manifested the active and knowledge acquiring senses, along with intelligence, whose predominant deity is the is Lord Pradumna, Bhagavatam 3.26.29-31, and Tamasa, egotism and ignorance, from which sound vibration, Shabda Tanmatra expands. From sound vibration, the sky, Akash, is manifested, then the senses, beginning with this sense of hearing, which is also manifested, 3.26.32. Of these three types of egotism, Lord Sankarshan is the predominant deity. In the philosophical discourse known as Sankhya Karika, it is stated, Sattvaka Ekadashaka Pavarte Vaikrit Ahankara Bhute Bhutadesh Tanmatram Tamasa Paijasati so we hear this in the description in uh, third canto that the mind uh, comes from sattva guna 
And so the mind, in its pure state, the mind is said to be supposed to be like a crystal or like a, um, a clear window. So when you have a, something that is clear, then you can, everything you see through it comes out clearly. You see it directly. And when the mind becomes corrupted, then the mirror becomes, or the window, or the crystal becomes uh, affected. Then your perception becomes affected. So the pure mind means it ref- it reflects everything that it that is put in its perception, because the, the senses observe. The mind is uh, what takes it in. So when the mind is pure, then we see reality. We don't see a, a corrupted reality. We actually see reality. Sarvatatramili Shija Brahmaneragan Ananta Brahmanandatar Nahika Ganan Combining all these the different elements, the Supreme Lord created all the universes. Those universes are unlimited in number. There is no possibility of counting them. Inho Mahat Shashta Purusha Mahavishnu Nam Ananta Brahmananda Tanreloma Kupadam The first form of the Lord of Lord Vishnu is called Mahavishnu. He is the original creator of the total material energy. The numeral universes emanate from the, the loma kupe, the pores of his body. The loma means that, you know, your hair. You've ever heard of hairy rishi? So there's a rishi, he's a, he's a hairy rishi. He's known as loma sharishi. So hairy rishi, that's his name. And he lives so long, Prabhupada says, that uh, a Brahma dies whenever a hair falls off his body. But Harry Rishi has a razor. And that razor is the razor of time. And so one day, Narada Muni was looking at Harry Rishi and he said, why don't you, you're sitting here doing your meditation, why don't we make a nice bhajan kutir? And he said, Me? I'm not going to be here for very long. Because he only lives so long that a Brahma dies after he, every one hair falls off and he's, and he's known as Hari Rishi. Gavekshe Uditya Renu Astiyai these universes are understood to be floating in the air that Maha Vishnu exhales. This is floating in the air. All these universes, not the planets, all the universes. They're like atomic particles that float in the sunshine and pass through the holes of a screen. 
All these universes are thus created by the exhalation of Mahavishnu. And when Mahavishnu inhales, they re-enter into his body. The limited, unlimited opulences of, the, of Mahavishnu are completely beyond the material conception. So Arjuna is seeing the Ugra Rupam, the horrible form of the Lord, known as time. He's crushing all of Arjuna's family, friends, and frenemies with his teeth. And says some of them are like stuck in the, some of the heads are stuck in the teeth there in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 11. And he gets a little bit uh, scared. I'm now, Mevyata Che Vimuda Bhavo, Drishta Rupam Goram. This is Goram. This is horrible. <laughs> I'm perturbed. And bewildered by seeing this horrible feature of, uh, of uh, you have been perturbed and bewildered by seeing this horrible feature of mine. Krishna is saying, Ugrai, severe. So we are very attached. If we, if we lose our pen, and we spend some time, hours looking for it, and it's troubling our mind. But Krishna, you can just. Inhale like billions of universes. No attachment. <laughs> Completely aloof. He just destroyed billions of universes. <laughs> and excellent, you know, create another billion universes. No, no attachment. So this is the end of our reading here. Any comments or questions? There's a mic there. Hare Krishna. Prabhu, my question is, you mentioned Aniruddha is the lord of the mind, Pradyumna is the lord of the intelligence. How do we, is there something we should be doing with that knowledge? Is there some sort of interaction, worship, remembrance, or some sort of connection that we should be espousing or push, you know, pressing forward on to help with mind and intelligence? That is beyond my pay grade. Anybody know? Prabhuji? 11th canto of the Bhagavad Gita describes even the devotee that's living his life. There are things that he attaches himself within the material world, but because he understands that it's an attachment and ultimately he can detach from it in course of time because that does happen with everything. So we have to use our intelligence to know what is real, what is not real, and we act on what is real that brings happiness from the heart, not on what is not real, which simply brings pleasures to our senses. Mm -hmm. Does that work? Yeah. Any other comments or questions? Shri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki. Mahaprasadam Ki.